0: True connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections, so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want, without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. Today I'm going to be speaking on the topic of self-denial. There are certain physical and spiritual challenges in this life that can be perceived as hard as climbing K2, the second highest mountain in the world. Abandonment is one of those spiritual challenges, but abandonment is only second to another challenge that is even higher or tougher. I'll introduce you to that topic, one of life's tallest tests, in one minute. First, let me talk about the challenge of abandonment. Steve Jobs, co-founder of Apple, probably died with rejection issues. He was born to unwed parents that put him up for adoption. It's got to be tough, really tough, to start life knowing that you aren't wanted. Even though Steve Jobs created a lifetime of success, sometimes heavy-duty issues like abandonment aren't all that easy to overcome. Steve Jobs continued his pattern of abandonment with his own firstborn daughter, Lisa. Yeah, you remember. Steve argued against the 94% conclusive DNA test that his firstborn child wasn't his. In time, Steve Jobs finally recanted his denial, but not after first pursuing legal action against his daughter's mother. By any definition, Steve Jobs was a genius, but I'll bet he didn't see this pattern of denial until it was literally shown to him. And again, it wasn't because he was stupid. Likely, he was following emotions that he probably felt like were wired within him. But there's another issue that is even tougher than abandonment. And it is self-denial. I'm not talking about religious abstinence or not allowing yourself to purchase something or curbing your desires. I'm talking about self-denial, where you actually deny who you are. This definition of self-denial is the Mount Everest of challenges. This type of self-denial is completely different of not being wanted. It's one thing not to be wanted externally by your parents, family, or even community, but it's a whole nother level when you deny yourself. When I think of self-denial defined this way, I think of self-condemnation. Actually, I think of one word. It's one of my least favorite words for this reason, and the word is, god damn. Like any other word, it's just a word, but it does encase energy of damning of the self. Self Self-denial, as I'm using the term, comes in varying degrees, but at every level, is self-destructive. Sometimes self-denial starts as simple as doubt. Initially, you could doubt something and this could expand to self-doubt. Having doubt, even self-doubt, is perfectly natural, but not when it culminates in self-denial. It's totally wild that anyone would deny himself or herself in any form, but everybody does. What's truly amazing is that we're the only species on earth that can actually deny who we are. I mean, have you ever met a dog that woke up in the morning contemplating if it was a dog? Have you? (laughs) I don't think so. You can. You can actually deny yourself. This can be done in any way that you like. You can deny your body. You can deny your gender as a woman or as a man. You can deny your sexuality. You can deny your intelligence. You can deny your marriage. And you can even deny your children. Ultimately, you can even deny being God. Oh boy. Don't think for a moment that I don't know what I just said. In fact, for some, this statement may be considered offensive. Let me be clear. It isn't my intent to be disrespectful of anyone's belief. I'm only presenting the point that you are indeed a creator. And clearly, you have the option to deny yourself of this truth. And going further, you can even damn yourself. I hope not. It's very much my intention that you wouldn't. I hope to illuminate your path with three common types of self-condemnations so you won't be trapped by these means of self-denial. There's a reason I first mentioned the issue of abandonment before presenting our topic of self-denial, and that's because they often go hand in hand. It's easy to conceive that if Steve Jobs' parents didn't want him, nobody would. As his own parents denied him, it's not a stretch to conceive that Steve could have denied himself. Certainly, on some levels, I present to you that he did. This is not to condemn him or anybody else, but rather to provide a threshold to observe. If you can see that you may be still denying yourself to who you are, then it's time to awaken. For this reason, I would ask you to be especially open and compassionate with yourself. Appreciate these three points that you will hear and honor that on some level, you want to hear some of these basic states of self-denial to make a change. Let me say again that self-denial, as I'm defining it, is actually denying who you are. It is self-condemnation. It is your refusal to see yourself, be yourself, and even express yourself. No matter what you do, if you don't truly see yourself as you are, you're lost. So what are the three top observable aspects of self-denial? They are denying your body, denying your being, and denying your spiritual self. Don't worry, we're going to spend some time discussing these three means of self-denial. Self-denial of the body is the most common means of denying yourself. Have you ever looked in the mirror wondering if it was really your body? (laughs) I've talked to many people who feel estranged in their own body. They describe it as if it's not their body, like they're riding around in someone else's physique. Imagine seeing yourself dressed as an astronaut, bubblehead a sizable backpack on your back, all attached to a full-size bodysuit, including bulky gloves that are so big that they prevent your hand's natural movement. The whole spacesuit is an encumbrance. You can't move properly. What if that was your body? You can feel yourself, your real body, underneath the spacesuit, but all you see is the large constitution with its layers of protection. You wouldn't be wrong to feel like the spacesuit isn't your body, but it does represent what's been recently created. Denying yourself, specifically, denying your body is the most common aspect of self-denial. Self-denial of the body much of the time is accumulative. Over time, if there is a disdain for oneself, then the body will demonstrate those results. Every body expresses the values of self-love or self-denial. The diversity of these ideals is clearly evidenced in your body. Anyone who's grown up with unsafe feelings due to an abusive environment frequently carries the same energy in their body. This can feel like you're a carrier of something that you hate or despise. In a way, it's logical, but it's also truly unfair that your body would, again, be the target of such abuse. Unfortunately, the pattern transfers to self-abuse, and it's typical. Self-denial begets self-hatred. A disconnection of one's body is done through numbness and lack of self-awareness on the most physical level. Habits of self-denial set in and they become a way of life. Self-denial escalates even further and the body becomes a suit, just like the astronaut suit, which is designed to protect from the dangers of being in space. If any of this resonates with you, please be aware that you're not trapped. You don't need to be ensnared. All self-denial is taught. It's just a pattern. Like Steve Jobs not being wanted by his natural parents and then being blind to not wanting his own daughter, you too can free yourself. The second point of self-denial is denying your being. You may wonder what it means to deny your being. (laughs) I know I did. So I asked for some help from source. Here's what was channeled or shared. You can be anything you want. Many times people choose to be something different than they actually are. This is seen by the way that they present themselves in one aspect of society versus another. I asked further of source, could you be more specific? We're glad to. As you acknowledge the incorporation of your mind, body, and soul as a package, one that isn't separate, you can appreciate it as your state of being. Being yourself isn't just following the stars in terms of the characteristics presented to you as favored choices in acting or reacting to the stimulus around you. These characteristics are all perspectives. Perspectives that you get to choose before coming down into your body. You can change your personality in the same way that you can destroy and rebuild your body. You can even deny your being. But this is the point, isn't it? That you wouldn't deny your being. After channeling this, I really started thinking about this point, self-denial of your being. I could see where I have denied portions of my own personality. (laughs) Why would anyone deny himself or herself in any way? The answer is easy. It wasn't something I egotistically favored. As a Gemini, there are certain traits that I lovingly embrace as a means of describing my being. And there are other characteristics within the zodiac sign that my friends and family may laugh and appreciate that I may truly want to deny, that I have denied. The same would be true for personality tests such as Myers-Biggs Type Indicator, M-B-I-T-I. If you were tested and categorized, you might find that you love certain characteristics of your personality while wanting to deny others. This is the point of the standardization, isn't it? To create an awareness of our being at least in this format, in terms of your personality. Self-denial of your entire being is a whole new depth of denial. To deny your body seems drastic enough, but to actually deny your entire being is even more extreme. To quote again what was stated in the channeling, as you acknowledge the incorporation of your mind, body, soul as a package, one that isn't separate, you can appreciate it as your state of being. Naturally, Source is encouraging a connection to the state of being versus our separation. The third common form of self-denial is denying your spiritual self. As if the other two forms of self-denial weren't enough, this point takes our understanding of self-denial to a whole new scale. Your spiritual self is the soul of who you are underneath your body. Your spirit doesn't incorporate your body as you might think it does. Your spirit is so unlimited that your body couldn't possibly incorporate it. These things can be hard to understand, but try and imagine flying in a plane and looking out the window and seeing all the endless clouds in the sky. Now, picture trying to scoop up the vast clouds with a palm sized glass jar and putting a lid on it. It's a hopeless task. The jar, or your body, can't possibly contain the infinite facets of spirit. While technically it's impossible to deny your spirit, you can illusionarily create separation from it. This kind of self-denial of your spiritual self would then be the most severe type. This is when you take your infinite powers, place them in the tiniest vessel, such as your body, and even deny that. This is the severest form of disability. To cut yourself off from your power as a creator is to reduce yourself to the mere presence of the chemical compounds that compose your body. There is no life in these chemical elements. They only describe and categorize the individual pieces of matter. What I'm trying to describe is the enormity of what happens when you deny your spiritual self. When you self-deny your ability as a creator, you are denying life. Let me explain this further. Through self-denial of your spiritual self, you cut off your lifeline to empowerment. In actuality, you actually ignore it. It's still there, but it's forgotten. You become like a leaf blowing in the wind instead of knowing that you are the ground, the garden, the tree, the leaf, and the sky. Every person on earth is given access to this infinite spiritual power, the power to create the power of desire, and the power to manifest. In the same way that this power is given, it can also be denied. The power doesn't really go away as much as it lays dormant in anyone's choice to deny it. I've spent the entirety of my life pursuing a great understanding of spirituality. Only recently have I become cognizant of this attribute of self-denial of my spiritual self. This is the entire reason I produced this podcast of self-denial. Why are we trained to think that it's blasphemous to be God as a creator? Almost everyone denies the spiritual power that forms their body and every other part of life. This energy is infinite, and what's really wild is you don't even need to believe it. Self-denial of your spiritual self could be described as the single most self-destructive choice that you could ever make In today's world, and for the past 75 years since the invention of the atomic bomb, the world has never experienced such damaging power. The power of your spiritual self is so infinitely much stronger that it's actually hard to compare it. It's that amazing. So there you have it. We have now talked about three common ways of self-denial. The first is self-denial of the body. You remember this. This is where we are in our bodies, but we refute that they're actually ours as if we're living in a foreign space suit. The second means of self-denial is denying your being. This is where we deny the whole package of our mind, body, and spirit of ourselves. Egotistically, we may favor parts and pieces of our personality, while also denying the pieces that we do not like to claim as the truth. We can also deny ourselves to such an extent that it truly feels real to be lost, Energetically, we can feel like we really aren't here and everything is pushing or pulling at us. Thirdly, we have discussed how self-denial of your spirit self is the greatest of omissions. To deny the power of your spirit and your soul even partially limits the infinite, even in this physical form, to almost nothing. We have also learned that denying our ability to create is no different than creating any other self-manifested liability. To cement this thought, I want you to imagine yourself as being fully able and sitting in a wheelchair, never to walk again. In conclusion, the only reason that these three common types of self-condemnation have been discussed is so that you are now aware and can't be trapped by these means of self-denial. Self-denial of any form takes us in the wrong direction, both in awareness and of course in practice. There's a lot that can be done to steer yourself to accepting all of your power and potential to create. And if you want more information, go to my website at westonjolly.com. Or if you want further help on this topic, let me know. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westinjolly.com forward slash review. Or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products, also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.